John, you know that I tend to be probably a little bit early to the game sometimes, so much so that people scratch their head and look at me cross-eyed. Uh, and here's what I know, is that there's a great first mover advantage. Sullivan with 401k specialist, and this is the 401k specialist podcast. Anyone who knows Sherry Fitz knows her hard charging yet fun approach to marketing and branding. The speaker, consultant, and creator with Sherry Fitz and Co. is a staple on the conference circuit, preaching the need for the digital adoption of social media marketing tactics for 401k advisors and the real business building opportunities that result. Her energy and enthusiasm are infectious, which made, as always, for a great interview. Among other topics, we talked about LinkedIn and the live streaming capabilities it now affords. Sherry, I'll be honest. I'm feeling a little insecure since I'm with a podcast and video cast expert, and you're probably analyzing us right now. So go ahead and rip us to shreds. What are we doing wrong? What should we be doing differently from what you see, from what you hear? <laughs> well, I can't, really, <laughs> I can't really talk um, terribly much uh, today, John, because I can't get my fancy podcasting mic to work. But what I would say is you know, I've been working on using um, a technology that allows me to brand my my camera image. So if I turn this on and then I come over here and switch out my camera image, which nobody will be able to see, I'm, I've got logos that I can flash in front of my my picture. So, I'm, you know me, I'm always branding, always People. branding, John. Always branding. Yeah. I love it. So you're all about LinkedIn Live at the moment and even did a high profile session at the recent Napa 401k summit on the topic. Why LinkedIn Live and why is it great for advisors? Well, John, you know that I tend to be probably a little bit early to the game sometimes, so much so that people scratch their head and look at me cross-eyed. Uh, and here's what I know is that there's a great first mover advantage. Because LinkedIn is continuing to grow their live platform, their podcasting platform, and audio-only platform a la Clubhouse, to me, uh, what I know also is, is that they're rewarding creators. You can actually now, you know, raise your hand and say you're a creator. With those, all of that stuff happening on that LinkedIn platform, the opportunity is massive. And many advisors are going to shy away from doing the work necessary to kind of necessary in order to go live. And so the bar is very low. And so the opportunity is very high. Um, yeah, I guess. Like who wouldn't want to have their own television station, although that sounds rather dated saying that, but we'll use it as a metaphor here. Sure. Who wouldn't want to have their own television station broadcasting directly to a network that they've curated over the past 10 years? So you said they're rewarding content creators. What do you mean by that specifically? Well, LinkedIn has a new program and what it's called is creator mode. And creator mode, you just kind of raise your hand and essentially you can click on your creator mode and then it releases some additional tools and resources to you. So something as an example, like a newsletter versus just a long article that you might post, um, having access to beta programs like the audio only platform, they're rolling out to creators early. So there, and, and also what I see, John, interestingly, is that they're bringing on other creators from other platforms like TikTok and YouTube and Insta, right? Because they are working to 
um, almost like create a younger demographic on the platform. You once described the algorithm, though, and why LinkedIn Live helps with that algorithm and gets you noticed better. Can you just describe that just a little bit? Indeed, because imagine if what you're doing is you've got a pre-recorded video and you're all rehearsed and you're talking to the camera. People know that. They see that immediately. But when you're on live, there's an edge of surprise. There's a possibility the 140-pound Newfoundland might bark. So there's a lot of different things that might go wrong and go right. And also, it allows you to almost interact with your audience um, kind of spontaneously. Now. One of our friends actually asked me one time, why don't you just do a Zoom meeting? And the thing about a Zoom meeting is that the walls are kind of closed. People have to be invited or have to have the link or whatever it is. In this particular case for LinkedIn Live, they can just show up on the platform and your stream goes by. Understood. What kind of time do advisors have to dedicate to learning about LinkedIn Live? I mean, is it really a time suck at this point or is it pretty intuitive? It's pretty intuitive. Uh, Well... Okay, let me just say that I have some dear friends who were also speaking at Napa opposite me, and they thought that all they were going to do is get a new selfie stick and turn on their iPhone and be good to go. That will work on Instagram, that'll work on Facebook, that will not work on LinkedIn Live. So there are some tools and some resources that you need to have in place in order to show up on LinkedIn Live. You also need to be approved. In most cases, you probably already are. But for the longest time, you had to apply, make your case, and get approved. I applied three times, John. Wow. You couldn't get through. It took me a while. Yeah. What is for the rest of us? (laughs) Yeah. So so likely people will be able to stream live from their personal page, but they may have problems streaming live from their company page. And that's just where the approvals are as it relates to LinkedIn. If I think about it, though – What I said in my presentation was, listen, if I can set up my studio here in the field in an hour and a half, you can certainly set up a decent studio in five hours, you know, at your house or wherever your office is. There is some software that you need to know. The software that helps you create a video stream, one's called StreamYard, one's called Restream. I use Ecamm. So those are fairly intuitive. Um, and I would say probably StreamYard is the easiest. The branding is less desirable. So, I, yeah. If so, you can do PowerPoint, if you can do PowerPoint, John, you can do StreamYard. You'd be surprised, Jerry. You really would. But um, so, <laughs> from an overall marketing and branding, um, you know kind of standpoint, why should advisors do this though? I mean, you know, kind of just go more broad and and maybe apart from the obvious that, Hey, it gets you noticed. It differentiates you. Is there something that we haven't thought about as a reason for doing it? Well, look at us right now, John, we're creating content. And what we did was you thought up questions. I'm thinking up answers and voila, we have content that you're going to share with a group of people that are really interested in what you have to say and who are your readers. So when I think about what lives can do for you, and I'll, I'll tell you how I've used them. I've used them almost like a mini webinar. Then I've taken that video recording, edited out all the flub ups that I did. Sure. And then I repurposed it. And so repurposing allowed me to take it and change that into a blog post 
then I could repurpose it if I wanted and change it into, say, a um, just a straight up podcast. So when when creating content, um, it needs to really speak to your target audience, and then it needs to appeal to them wherever they are. And so I'm not a fan of killing yourself to create content. I'm a fan of finding the avenue or the channel that works best for you, and then using that as your main channel. And then repurposing from there. Understood. Great does that advice. make does that make sense? Like it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Make it easy. So you've been you know pulling or I should say dragging advisors to social media platforms for as long as I've known you. Um, how are they doing at this point? Are we getting any better? Um, thankfully, there's some cool advisors who have figured it out that their clients are on LinkedIn and on social media. I will tell you that I did a sales meeting recently where I was doing some training on my digital EQ platform, which is the, the intersection of emotional intelligence and digital influence. Anyway, um, for one of the pieces, I talked some about social selling and I do a LinkedIn profile report card where I rank people in a variety of different areas and the maximum score that they can achieve on my report card is 24. There were 25 professionals in the room. And the average score was 12.4. I was waiting for it. I knew it was going to be awful. So, so why, if nothing else, and I've been saying this for the longest time, John, too, if nothing else, get an optimized LinkedIn profile because LinkedIn and Google are friends. And when somebody Googles your name and you show up on LinkedIn and you look like you're from the, you know, 2000s and you have a headshot that's just as old, you know, you can't control what that first impression will be. So at minimum, look good. Yeah. Sherry, what is Operation Amplify? (laughs) Operation Amplify. Thank you for asking. That's very sweet of you, John. So I am a huge proponent of content marketing. I am a huge proponent of inbound marketing and permission marketing. And essentially those are all the same things. They are thought leadership marketing. So thought leadership is creating a platform of content, creating original thought, sharing with the, sharing it with your target audience. And then over time, people end up coming to you for content, for conversations, for help, for whatever it is, that's thought leadership. So I decided that um, I would work to build the thought leaders in this industry and Operation Amplify is a three-day thought leadership masterclass. So it's three whole days with me. You'll be sick of me when you're done, Um, (laughs) where we go through my view into what it takes to create a meaningful, a brand, personal brand, what you need to do in order to stand out, what are the tools and resources that you need. Um, And then we start to test drive. What are your thoughts around thought leadership? Like, these are the people I want to talk to. This is what I want to say. And this is how I'm going to say it. And then essentially we pull it apart and put it back together again. So it's three days. I'm doing it live this time. I've done it virtually. I was just so, I was nervous, you know, three days doing my own kind of workshop. Right. And by the end of it, I I felt so, I know this is crazy to say, proud of the people who participated and what they're doing. And when I look at the people who participated, one person is writing blogs 
on the consistent all the time. One person committed to creating um, their own video series. She's already started doing that. One person had two different websites and he's now combined them into one. So people are taking action and it just, I, I, it just made me super happy. So yeah, it's in Chicago. It's May 5th, 6th and 7th. And I'd love to, I've got like four more seats that I'm feverishly pounding the pavements to get people to register. And where do they register? Where can they go for more information? They can just come to me, um, Sherry, one R. So S-H-E-R-I at SherryFitz.com is the easiest way and say, hey, I heard you uh, with John Sullivan and I'd love to learn more. Perfect. Sherry Fitz, always fun and informative. That's important. So this is wonderful. Exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate it.